Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would like to talk about how do you spot a liar? Roly, kick us off. I find that question really complex because I inherently trust everyone. Because if you go through life thinking you're being lied to and everyone's trying to pull a fast one over, over you, especially work colleagues in a work environment and even in your local community, well, what trust do you actually have with people? So, yes, how do we spot a liar? Really important, but I think it's really sad that sometimes we even think about that in society. And we always, our default is, they wronged me or they did, they lied to me because it went wrong. And most likely it's a miscommunication, a misunderstanding. Or we didn't explain something very well. And that's why somebody's acted on that. Mm. And maybe then we've interpreted it as a lie. But um, that's probably where I'd stop from it. But probably also it doesn't answer your question about how we spot a liar. <laughs> uh, sorry to take us down that little ra rabbit hole early on. The other layer that immediately comes to mind for me is that this idea of trust. Some people I trust to do things in my best interest, but pretty much I kind of assume that everyone's going to do what they need to do in their own best interest, which feels slightly pessimistic, but it's a much safer baseline than everybody's altruistic and then getting blindsided by random things that come down the pike. Um, also, I realized that I tend to have your approach there, Roly, in terms of an individual. I will trust implicitly until given reasons not to. And then the flip side is, as an institution, I've kind of been poisoned. And I assume that the institution will do whatever it does. And so I do not have any expectations of consistency. So I'm much more conscious of, all right, Someone promised this. I trust them as far as their role extends, but beyond the edges of that, no one else is beholden to their promises, which can lead to those cases where, oh, I was told this, this is what actually happened. It feels like I've been lied to. Mm. I took it so literally. How do I spot a liar? That's what I would love to hear. Do tell okay. me. And, and I... I truly felt like it's so easy when it's a 10 year old with chocolate on his face and he's telling you he didn't eat it. And it's a lot more difficult when it's somebody who's trying to gaslight you mm -hmm. and using all the tools that they have at their disposal about your fears and your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And someplace in between there, I can spot a liar based on the amount of knowledge that I have in the situation. Mm -hmm. So the more knowledgeable I make myself of the situation I'm engaged in or the people I'm engaged with, the more adequately I'm able to spot when I'm being lied to. Mm -hmm. So to go to Wayne's point, I don't believe in altruism, which is a whole separate conversation. We are not going down that rabbit hole right now. We'll do that another time. But also to Rolly's point, I tend to trust people first, but I have a sharp eye for stories that don't match. When things don't match, I start seeing red flags really fast and I'm not super forgiving about it. Um, I think that that comes from having been lied to pretty substantially in my personal history. So for me, when things don't match, when things don't quite line up and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I thought, how did I get confused? When I start thinking, wait, did I get confused? That's when I start looking cl more closely. And I think that for me, that's evolved. I think that because I've been like everybody else lied to and was caught up in it or was blindsided by it, 
Mm-hmm. I have evolved to a place where when people are lying to me, often I find I look into why the lie is happening mm. because sometimes the lie is happening and it's not about me at all. Right. It's certainly about them entirely. And if it's all, if it's only about them entirely, and I, I take myself out of the scenario and I'm not making myself a victim of their lie, mm. maybe I can actually impact helping them not feel the need to lie about it. Interesting. But yeah. that's the coach in me though. So that's how I look at that. Mm-hmm. And it's the protector in me too. I want to not be the victim. Mm-hmm. So I look to them. Right. I was thinking about something Wayne said earlier and, and something you said earlier also, Robin, but how do you actually spot a liar? And, and there's, there's some human behavior and body language talks and NLP and this is where Wayne, what Wayne mentioned earlier around NLP is that our eyes do things, don't they? Because you, you imagining a lie versus remembering the memory. And I might've got the sides and the, the angles wrong, but there's, there are ways of doing some of that, and certainly the lie, uh, if they uh, a proper con person, can overcome some of that. But I suspect the majority of the population, the ten-year-old with chocolate on their face, going, "No, I didn't," <laughs> is going the, li- the li- looking into the lie as opposed to remembering the truth. However, it works. I don't trust myself with those skills since I'm not well taught in those skills. Mm -hmm. And I have watched other people who seem to be well taught or believe they're well taught totally abuse it. Mm -hmm. I've seen people in authority watching somebody giggle at a tragedy and thinking that they're insensitive and not reading that perhaps they're just nervous. Mm -hmm. So I, I personally feel like knowledge works for me digging into a situation better than me thinking I can trust that I know what that person means by the way they reacted. And I, at the other end of that spectrum, having 15 plus years as an NLP trainer, also do the same thing for different reasons. I'm like, I know that there, that in and of itself may or may not be trustworthy. That takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of calibration. I may be projecting into that situation. I personally don't use anything that people consider lie detection in terms of techniques i'm much more in the the camp with Kristen of i want more information i'm going to talk to everybody especially those people who are marginalized that you know oh the invisible secretaries those are my friends in these sorts of situations like hey what did you see and my favorite is one of my colleagues who tells me stories and uh, knows that it's in confidence and thinks that they're they're filtering and only telling me part of the story. And then the next time they tell me the story, they do the same thing and tell me a slightly different subset of facts. And so I can collect a nice big picture and go, oh, interesting, by collecting that with more people over time. And I think that that's an interesting point is what constitutes a lie? Now, I have very strong standards. I do not like practical jokes. If I trust you enough that you can lie to me, I trust you to respect me enough not to. And a practical joke to me is a lie that's meant to make me look like a fool. Some people think that that is rigid and harsh, but that for me is a lie. For a lot of people, practical jokes are just funny. Oh, that sounds like a whole nother talk. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting because it, I mean, yes, because you, you betraying, they, that person's betraying your trust in them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm, I get that. Okay, that's cool. So where is that line? What, what constitutes a lie, I think, depends upon the person involved. Well, I also think, to Wayne's point, sometimes people's stories change 
and their recollection changes. And that's not necessarily a lie because our, our recall about situations is not infallible and it doesn't stay the same over a period of time. It might be well informed by how they felt about it or their nerves or their fears or their anxieties, but it doesn't make it a lie because they're telling the same story differently. I'm really careful to make sure I'm looking a little deeper, unless it's the kid with the chocolate in his mouth, and then I know he's lying, and we have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, which brings us to a different subject, which we also don't have time to cover, which is how do you deal with a liar once you realize you've been lied to? So I think the first the first key is kind of understanding what is a lie? What does it mean to you to be lied to? And, and making that clear, like people who know me no, don't play practical jokes on me. Like it will hurt my feelings and we will have to have a conversation and it won't be pretty. But for other people, that, that line is further. So I think having an open conversation with people about what constitutes the truth for you, whether is omission lying or is it just forgetfulness? Well, in certain relationships, it's absolutely lying. Yes, I agree. And then it's the intention behind it. And, yes. and, and. Absolutely. So I think spotting a liar starts with understanding what it means to you to be lied to and being really clear about that with people. And if they do cross that boundary, having a conversation with them and giving them the opportunity to say, I'll make it right. Yes, no? Yes, but I think that line is in a spectrum too. Mm -hmm. There are lies that and omissions that I probably would struggle to even give them an opportunity to to make up for it. And there are those that they could do it 25 times and I'd be like, yeah, this is their issue. It's not my issue. And I'll just waddling through whatever I can do to make it work. Right. Well, I that's our 10 minutes. So I'm going to have to cut us off there. I know we hardly touched on anything. <laughs> Thanks so much for having this conversation with me. It has been mind bendy and I love that. Talk to you again soon.